Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, thank you for once again tuning in to your favorite part of the week, Wrestling Chat with Friends. As always, I am Mega Brickman Blackwood, your favorite heel in heels, and I am joined by my two favorite friends to talk wrestling with, Cheats Two Belts. What's good? We're back. Spring break. We survived Disney. We made it happen. I'm excited. I'm ready to rock. Let's do it. And Elliot, the collector. What's up, Elliot? How you doing this week? Hey, yo, I'm here. I'm present. I'm accounted for. I'm hyped. The collector's pick of the week this week is a gift that I have arranged to bring for uh, Cheats' son, Cam. This is an official WrestleMania 38 program, which doubles as the Hall of Fame program. I se secured this from Jerry World for Cam Jam. So Cheats and I are going to get together, cross paths, and give that to him. That's my collector pick of the week. Let's go. Let's get it on. Hey, and um, first off, I know we're gonna we're gonna talk about WrestleMania yes, and all are. those things. Um, but we do actually we have a a guest this week, a friend joining us this week who is who is kind of WWE heavy. So you guys might have to 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 lean a little harder on on the questions and answers for me. But I'm so excited to have him. I want everybody to uh, give a big wrestling chat with friends. Welcome to Victor Taylor Perry. Hey, y'all. Thank you for having me. So, Victor, here at the show, everybody has a gimmick. So, what I mean, I would I would suggest the teacher, but Ooh. I mean, do you have an, an established gimmick? Is there something you're already rocking? No, I like the teacher role. The teacher, bam. Or, or the professor? The professor. professor? Either. That's that already Serena Deeb, though. Okay. So. I like the teacher. I like the teacher. The oh, teacher. Yeah. The teacher. Um, you guys, we're really excited to bring you Victor. Victor's doing something really amazing with his sixth graders in New York City. He is a teacher in New York, and um, he has a wrestling club where they watch pay-per-views and matches and react. And if you guys haven't yet seen these amazing babies' reactions to pay-per-view matches on Twitter, I need you to immediately follow Wallflower Perry immediately um, after, of course, you watch Wrestling Chat with Friends and um, go see these babies react to some amazing wrestling matches. It is pure joy and will draw you back to when we were children and we went crazy over these things. Um, Victor, we always start with what we're popping for for the week. It's what we're most excited about, what uh, really got us what got us going this week about professional wrestling. So I'm going to have Cheats go first, and then I'm going to have you go second after you've seen like a good example of, of what our popping, uh, what, what's your popping for segment looks like. So Cheats, start us off. What are you popping for this week? So I am going to go WWE. And I'm going to go post-WrestleMania. I know your face. I know. I know. Okay. But I did not think that I would be kind of emotionally invested in the fact that Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, and Naomi are all now carrying the top titles in the WWE. Mm -hmm. And it was after Naomi and Sasha won that one of the Twitter accounts I follow um, – wrote hey man let's let's see that backstage photo and i saw the photo and it was sasha naomi and bianca and, and they were holding belts and i actually got a little choked up i got a little mm -hmm. emotional and i was like at this point 
should I still be this? Like, we've had Bobby and we've had Big E and we've had Bianca. And I was like, should I? But I really am happy for Naomi. I like, I feel like, like Sasha's at the top of the industry, but I feel like Naomi has been underappreciated, has kind of flown under the radar, had really, really difficult storylines to deal with. And still, above all of that, her and Sasha are tag team champions. Bianca is champion. And I, I, I was more emotional than I thought. So that's what I'm popping for this week. I love it. And I mean, you know, I have a problem with the company, but there's a lot of people there that I've got a lot of love for. And Naomi is like real high up on that list. Um, I remember her start. If you think about like when you talk about people, like the things that she's had to go through in the storyline she's had to work with, she started as a funkadactyl. Like, let's let's think back to the beginning of Naomi's career. She was coming out doing a funky dance with a dinosaur wrestler like so for her to uh, be in this new position and carrying such a, a, a big mantle for WWE right now is, is beautiful to see. All right. So we're going to uh, keep it moving and we're going to keep going with what we're popping for for the week. So, Victor, what what got you going this week? It can be like two weeks back, too. Cause I know we we still didn't. I mean, WrestleMania is still fresh on everybody's mind. Yeah, um, I can't have two. You can have you two. Can have you can have two. You're, 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 you're our friend. You can have as many as you want. You can have as many as you want. I have two. They're both WWE related. Uh, what Chiefs mentioned about the women, especially Bianca winning the Raw Women's Championship, um, that was such a beautiful story that I think our children uh, can look towards. Um, redemption is something that is often looked at as a vulnerable aspect, but it's also a powerful moment to lose. I try to encourage all my students to learn how to take L's uh, because you can turn them into W's. And so I think Bianca is a perfect example of that. Um, she lost in, a, in an embarrassing way at SummerSlam and, and not allowing that to cripple her and allow focus and blame on the reasons why she lost. Uh, she proved herself to be the best. Um, she's the EST and so I thought that storyline culminating and wrapping up with her winning um, sends a beautiful message to our kids. Um, Absolutely, teach. Finding the moral lesson, that, that's why you teach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Facts. And then um, also Ricochet. Uh, he's defending his yeah. Intercontinental Championship tomorrow on SmackDown. And he mentioned something in an interview I read this week that made me pop. He was like, I want to make sure that the mid-carters are on WrestleMania. You know, and the fact that he wasn't, same with Finn, um, was kind of, you know, a letdown given that the mid-card division is so talented and so stacked. So I hope, you know, Ricochet and Finn can use their reins to really change the minds of those in WWE to really, like, give those mid-card wrestlers more time and more prestige because they're just as good, if not better, than some of the main event stars. Absolutely. You got to love – I mean – He's not Finn Balor's another one. I don't like I I wasn't like watching enough when Ricochet was on, but everybody on here loves Ricochet. So we, lo we I, love Ricochet. I love yeah. Ricochet by proxy just because like the squad loves Ricochet so much. But Finn Balor, the demon man, like yeah. for sure. I uh when I was checking out the WrestleMania card, like to be able to talk about it in the show, and then I did tune in for a little bit. I watched Bianca win and then I watched Cody just to I had to see it actually happen. Um, but that's a conversation for another day. 
But uh, I was sad to see that Finn didn't have a match. Um, so I do hope you're right that we can get some more elevation uh, for these mid-card folks. Elliot, what are you popping for this week? Well, <clears throat> thanks for letting me uh, follow Victor's amazing answer. Amazing answer. Uh, what I'm going to say is, is going to pale in comparison to that. But for me, who began watching wrestling in 1983 when I discovered it, after cartoons on CBS and saw weird people like the missing link and the great Kabuki and that old NWA mid-Atlantic storyline. When Cody did the atomic elbow, when he set it up and I got all the dusty feels, if you, if you, and I love dusty and that I was already, I thought it was, I was already getting ready to pop for Cody's entrance. Like you, Megan, I want to see it happen. I, and I thought it was, they pulled it off great. But in the middle of that match, we did his elbow drop. I, my mind just got a flood of dusty moments and dusty promos and dusty bleeding in the ring. And Cody, imagine how Cody feels when he does that. So that actually popped me when I, when I was watching that. I was alone downstairs watching it. And like, I almost like jumped out of my seat because that was awesome. That's my pop of the week. Cody, atomic elbow for the dream i think elliot we were watching it for different reasons i had to see it happen because i was like this man has been in AEW for two years yeah talking about wwe's the evil empire and now he's going back i think cheese was tweeting from our account and the yes. only thing i tweeted during wrestlemania was nice coat turn coat and then i turned yeah. it off <laughs> um. i was mad well, I'm, I'll be excited if we ever get to hear the, the true story of how that all went yeah. down. And there have been pieces of it that have come out that I've been reading he, about. He's, but he's talked a lot about it. Yeah, since. yeah. Uh, he did a lot of stuff. I think the interesting thing about the whole thing now, for me, the interesting now, the interesting storyline now is how the crowd responds mm -hmm. to Cody mm -hmm. Rose. And it's really interesting because Cody couldn't walk to the ring at AEW, whether it was by design or not. At the end, he was throwing his weight belt in the audience. They were throwing it back. They were they were over Cody Rhodes. And now again, that might have been by design or not, but they were over him. And now he comes to W comes back to WWE. WrestleMania, what was it, seventy eight thousand people uh, that's, what, that's, what they, that's what they said it was. Right. It was in the high 60s, but yeah. But Plenty. this huge, huge pop. And, mm -hmm. those, and and let's be clear. Those fans did not love Cody Rose six years ago in the WWE. So it was an no. interesting... It was... He's, he's getting this really interesting moment, part of which is what he made in the six years that he left. The other of it is kind of like... We're, I think it's kind of an FU to AEW from the audience standpoint. So they're going to be extremely more, not to mention, phenomenal match. Mm -hmm. Him and Seth put on a phenomenal performance. But they're, but the, the Monday after Mania, Cody leading the show off and having a pop is completely foreign to what, you know. And, and let's be clear, was, Cody, was a, he did a lot of heel work in those six years, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's just, a, it, I, I'm fascinated by this story. Yeah, well, to we're going to see the real difference between AEW fans, WWE fans, and at a lot of events, we're going to see the difference of 
how production can shape a storyline and a character between WWE and AEW over the next several weeks, I hope. And yeah, I, if, you, if you ask me, I think the way they've handled Cody so far, I think they ought to put him in a, in a program with Roman sooner than later. Yeah, it's perfect. I think the way yeah. they've handled it so far has been perfect. Yeah. Um, I, will I, don't know if, I don't know if it'll be the next one, but he probably won't be the next one. But. I will say this. if Victor, if you're holding – look, if you're believing what uh, Ricochet said would happen in the company, don't hold your breath. <laughs> We've all watched wrestling so yeah. long that we know that Vince McMahon doesn't believe in those, the mid-card smaller guys, right? And Ricochet, the smaller athletic Ricochet's Finn Balor's of the world – until Vince moves on, it's going to be the bigger than life, uh, um, Amos and Roman Reigns. It's just Brock Lesnar. That's 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 how he has booked since since we were talking about you know the territory days. Yeah. I don't know. I have feels. I think that to be hundred percent honest, I feel like. First off, I will say one thing. When we were watching it, my husband pointed out to me, he threw his weight belt into the crowd, and my husband turned to me and said, they didn't throw it back. So there's that. He's, He's got over. that going for him. He's over. Um, but these, I wish him the best in his future endeavors. However, <laughs> the cynic in me does not know if they are cheering for Cody Rhodes or if they are cheering for the first defaction from AEW. And yeah. I think we'll we'll see. I mean, because everybody cheered for Cody when he first came to AEW too, and I mean Maybe. that soured relatively quickly. The storylines were bad. He couldn't like he refused to turn heel. Like there was a lot of issues with the Cody storyline. But I, I will be interested to see how it goes long term. Megan, Megan, you're gonna be sick when MJF goes over. You're gonna. Yeah. Be, you're, you <laughs> might not even be able to do. <laughs> You might not even be able to do shows for months when MJF goes over. Well, the oh. thing is, I'd be okay with someone going over that's just like a signee of the company, right? Um, for me, the thing that bothered me the most was like in supposedly shoot situations, right? Like AEW Unrestricted or like when he's going out and like doing stuff like for the brand ambassador, you know, uh, community engagement stuff. Like... He actively was like, we're studying a different culture here at AEW. It will never be like the evil empire, WWE. And I mean, as recently as the week before he left. So like, there's a little bit of a difference there. MJF oh, would fit his character to a T. Give, give him a year. Side. Give him a year. It's you gone. know what I'm saying? So it's like, gone. I think there, there's a little bit of a difference there. And I'm a little butthurt because like, he was the <laughs> one that was like, leading the charge this is a revolution that's what cody said and then he was like mm, sorry guys and i like i don't i don't really like people that cross picket lines so you drew the picket line and then walked right across it and went and got your job back i don't know anyway what i'm <laughs> hopping for this week i'm gonna switch it up and have an aew pop which is not a switch up for me that's but not a switch, up. switch up for this show because everybody else had a wwe one um, Ricky Stark's ovation last night in yeah. New Orleans. Hated it. It's epic. epic. Hated it. When, when he was on the third rope and he was like holding the championship and he was doing, you know, he normally does this fist pump, pop, pop, pop. Like there was a second where the camera caught him and you could like, like the curtain was down. It was 
Ricky's whatever his real name is, Ricky Starks' face and like the tears in his eyes, the emotion on his face. Then that match, we're going to talk about it later, but that right. match, um, but the pop that Ricky got and uh, just <laughs> hated everything about I've, it. Yeah, Victor. One, y'all know I've oh, been a snark smart. So, absolutely. Like, I liked Vic- it. Victor, I, you were, for someone who's a WWE guy, you were very active last night on Twitter uh, yeah. during uh, during Dynamite. That was cool. Yeah, you know, um, I want to get into all of it. Um, and a friend, not even a friend yet, but, like, I've met so many cool people in the wrestling community since posting these clips. They were like, you should watch AEW tomorrow night. And I was like, can you remind me? Because usually I just, I have so much on my plate. And so spring break, so I was like, yeah, I'll turn it on. I was, I was, I liked it. Uh, everything up until the finish of uh, Samoa Joe's match. <laughs> that does not represent AEW as a company, and mm-hmm. I would like to personally state that I believe that's a Ring of Honor storyline that does not represent our people. First of all, can I? Well, th- why am I the why am I the tie of this group today? Because I feel like I'm channeling the spirit of our other co-host who's not here, who is a universal hater. Uh, I hated, I hated the Starks pop. What? Because he's the, he's the heel. But it's his hometown. He's in New Orleans. Swerve, Swerve and Keith Lee are the faces of that, of that. And I, and I, I can understand when he's walking out, like what you said, Megan, about him getting emotional at the beginning. I can understand that, but they, they, they produced that match and that match had a flow. And was Ricky Starks at the end is is doing the thing. You think he's gonna like he's the he's doing every face move to get the crowd engaged for him to go over, and he's the bad guy. And it was like I, I, it was so challenging for me. And I will also say because I am the hater of this show, the Jay Lethal part of the end loved it. Loved it. I was I was okay with it too. Loved it. No, okay. it beca- no be- because we, oh, we what do we do every week? We come on here every week and say AEW is screwing up Jay Lethal because they're making him job and job and job. He jobbed three weeks in a row, and we think he's I think he's an extreme talent, and he needed something to put him and it whether it was Ring of Honor going back there or not. He needs to be a marquee headlining, whether it's heel, face. He needs to be put front and center, and this puts him closer to front and center. Well, you know, I'm not a huge Team Lethal fan, uh, but I don't know. I felt like the ending to me, it felt like a WWE end of a show. Like, I don't feel like that's how we traditionally end our shows. We end our shows with either, like, a massive beatdown a stare down or the end of a good match. Well, in, like, in true AEW fashion for the last several weeks, there have been lights out debuts. So oh it was, it was sort of the guy was, so it didn't like yeah. hit. Right. Right. I didn't know the guy, so it was weird. It was like the lights went out and it was like, okay, well who's coming? And there's just some giant dude. Oh like, the ba- the basketball right? player part? Yeah, yeah, see, I'm I oh, so I've blacked that out. I'm not even thinking about the basketball player part of this. <laughs> I was thinking Jay Lethal gets a storyline. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Jay Lethal's gonna lead a faction, and I love Jay Lethal. I didn't even think of the uh, the giant that was in the ring. Yeah, that it was, was it was a lot going on. 
But let us let us pause with our wrestling chat because you know here at Wrestling Chat with friends, it's all about the friends, and the friend. we always want to take time to put our friend over. And I want to make sure we leave space for this, Victor, because what I think you're doing is is really important. Um, first off, uh, so I kind of mentioned it. You have a wrestling club uh, with at your school with your kids. Tell us how did that get started? How many students on average are you are you getting? And and like how how did this come together? So it's it was not a plan. It was it was something that it just happened organically. Starting in um, November of 2021, um, I was going to Survivor Series. So I've never been to a pay per view, nor have I ever been to a uh, live event. Um, where I'm from in South Georgia, they didn't have anything growing up. So like, I didn't have that agency uh, and my parents wouldn't drive my brother and I. So getting to do that as an adult was so much fun. And I was just talking to it with a kid and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go meet Bianca Belair. Uh, he was like, I like Bianca. And I was like, wait, you watch wrestling? Like I was just saying, I'm meeting a wrestler. He was like, yeah, I watch it all the time. And I was like, well, who are your favorites? And he listened to the normal guys, Roman, Randy, uh, Bobby. So I was like, cool let me take you. So I called his mom and she allowed me to take him. He couldn't go to Survivor Series, but he went with me to meet her that Monday. And I had already bought tickets to see Raw that night. It was a two-day thing, um, but he didn't. Um, and so we stood in line. It was like from like 9 a.m. to about noon. And then we met Bianca and she was so cool. And then we won raffle tickets. So then I got to go with him mm -hmm. to Raw. So it was his first event. Um, and of course, he went back the next day and bragged and bragged and bragged. And so all the other kids were like, well, how can I do this? Like, I want to join this. I want to be a part of this. And I was like, hmm, is this like a club? Like, is this what this is going to be? Um, and so sporadically throughout the day, we would um, show videos like after test, just different videos of people like, wrestling just to get them like to wind down and then one day it was in january after an interim assessment um i put on SummerSlam. i uh, did not show bianca losing to becky just because it made me really angry and i didn't want the kids to see this. so uh i did show them cena and uh reigns and i'm just sitting back watching the match and i hear a couple oohs and a couple ahs and before i know it just gradually becomes like this you're at an event, like the kids were literally popping. And I was like, whoa, this is insane. And so I just took my phone out and just filming them, like just to film it, like just to keep that moment alive. And I was like, I'll just post it on Twitter. Like no one ever like responds or anything like that. So I put it on Twitter and I go to teach the rest of the day I'm teaching. And I see my phones like lighting up. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'll check later. And come to find out it blew up. <laughs> like people were like, oh my God, I wish I was in this club. Who is this teacher? What school is this? This is so much fun. I wish I had this as a kid. And I was like, whoa, like this is dope. And so that day I solidified and was like, I'm going to do a wrestling club. And so it initially just, it's, it's right now, it's during the school day, um, during their recess and lunch. Um, so it's 45 minutes. Um, but I've already gotten it approved for next year for the after school program. So it'd be like an hour and 30 minutes. Um, but it's going to be something where it's like we're immersing kids in all of the wrestling. So it's not just going to be WWE. I think I'm going to introduce them to 
uh, AEW, also New Japan Pro. I just gotta learn it myself first, mm-hmm. um, so I know why I'm showing them this, like a different product, because that's all they're they they're only they only know WWE, mm-hmm. and so I want to teach them about characters, like why we have the characters, because it's important. They're not just wrestlers; they're superstars. Um, like the Miz said this past week <laughs> to uh, Cody. Um, and then like, I also wanna like teach them about the, the writing aspect because mm-hmm. someone's writing these storylines, someone's producing these matches, someone's thinking outside of the box to create these larger than life moments that gets those reactions out of all of us. And so I want them to know like, there's a job, you know? Maybe it's too late for me, but you're young enough to do it. Go for it. You know, whether it's management, whether it's wanting to be a pro wrestler yourself, like it's I just want to give because they're underprivileged and they they, they live in a, um, a low income community. Um, I just want to give them options. You know, the street's not the only option. And so this is an option to channel some some of that aggression and some of that that the violence that they see. You can turn it into something positive. And so, like, that's why I really started the program. Um, because I just want to make sure that my kids that I'm interacting with on a day-to-day basis knows that there's options in the world, um, and they always have to give themselves options. So, yeah. Well, I think at the beginning you were like, oh, it just kind of came together random. I don't think anything is random about that. I think that that was, I I mean, I don't know what your particular uh, relationship to the universe is, but that definitely feels like some divine alignment that, like, you know, you got to take him to meet Bianca Belair. You got the you won the raffle out of however many you know thousands of people were there. If you're standing in line for hours, that's a lot of people, right? Um, so, uh, I think it's amazing, and I think that it is a great medium um, to be able to to tell stories. And then something else I read in your interview, I know you watched when you were younger, and I know. So your teach, I know you're breaking down and being like, you know, here's the here's the like slow conflict and here's the resolution and here's like you're breaking down the story pieces. But there's also the emotional aspect. A lot of people, you know, wrestling uh, is something they watch for therapy. It's something they watch to escape from, you know, what's going on in, in their world. Uh, was that something for you when you were a kid? And And if so, like, have you found that same level of kind of like escapism um through introducing the kids to to wrestling um no not as a kid as a kid it was just something different Mm -hmm. um and it was interesting they looked like superheroes but as an adult i can 110 percent say it's an escape i think the pandemic was hard on everyone um and like i said i wasn't even watching wrestling i stopped when I went to high school, so like 20, like 2009, um, and then my interest shifted uh, towards music and working in the music industry and things like that. But when the pandemic happened, I had nothing, you know, like there was nothing to turn to. I mean, music was cool, but WWE, like my brother, I have a twin who I don't know how he lasted all that time. Like he never stopped. I don't know how. Um, but he would always tell me like, you should be watching this. Like you, I remember he said Seth Rollins debut. He was like, you need to see Seth Rollins. You need to see Sasha Banks and Bailey. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'm doing my own thing, but I knew of the names. So when I tuned in, it was, I will never forget. It was SummerSlam actually, uh, 2020 when I believe Roman Reigns just returned. So I knew he had leukemia. So like, like I would, 
some some things are just mainstream media so like you know about it um so i knew that so i was already like okay i know this guy and then sasha fought oscar and i was like okay i know sasha because my brother talks about sasha so it was like i didn't miss anything you know of course i went back and did my homework uh for like the like i went back and watched matches just to know like the storylines because i have to but you know being an adult the product is is such an escape um and i think that's why like i've spiraled into it so much with the wrestling club it's because i know if it helps me escape you know we don't know what effects this pandemic has had on children you know um and so if this is just an outlet that can give them a space to just feel free and comfortable like certain have some have said then I, that's all i want to do with the program that's beautiful um i mean i don't i don't know i think that there is nothing more beautiful than the escapism of wrestling because it's like carny at its best. You don't have to do any thinking. You know who the bad guy is. You know who the good guy is. Like they will in <laughs> AEW something you'll find unless, out. Once. Unless it's Ricky Starks, then you're confused. Unless it's Ricky Starks. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, G. Well, he's like he's a tweener. The whole team has is a tweener. But um, so like when you start watching AEW, one of the things they do is the good guys come out of one tunnel and the bad guys come out of another. Like there is no like heavy thinking that goes into it. You just sit back and watch. What does Biggie say? Big meaty men smacking Smack. meat. <laughs> they just do that for an hour and it's great. Um, so something I did notice about your classroom, um, you guys were watching the Bianca and Becky match, and I saw, first off, big props for having the ladies interested. A lot of the young ladies are a little too embarrassed to say they're interested in wrestling, and you had the lady, you had your girls, like, and they're excited. But also, um, Cheats kind of talked about this a little bit at the, at the beginning, but I think we are entering a stage where we have, like, some really good direct representation uh, for young black women and young black men. Um, are you seeing any like direct effects of that, of seeing like a black woman in such an amazing, powerful role, especially Bianca Belair? Cause she is like no holds barred, got her braids spinning. <laughs> like she is yeah. representing and powerful. Um, are you seeing like a good effect of that? Of course, um, there's actually more girls in the program than guys, just so you know. Oh, yeah. Um, and recently, like literally last Wednesday, I'm taking my kids to their enrichment classes. So I have to take the girls to dance. It's like three girls. And they know not to speak in the hallway. Like I'm very strict. So I'm like, no speaking. But one of the girls steps out of line and comes up to me and is like, Mr. Perry. I'm like looking at her like, you know, you're about to get in trouble. She's like, you could just feel my energy because I'm like, you know, you don't speak in the halls. And she was like, I just want to join the wrestling club. And I like, I was like, wait, what? What happened? And she was like, I hear you talking about it all the time. You're always talking about Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. So I went and watched their WrestleMania match. And I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And I want to be a part of the program. And I was like, <laughs> and so I was like, come on, come on, skip recess, skip lunch, come on. And she did. And she sat in the front row. And she eats it up. Like, you can tell that she's a student. Like, some of the kids are watching it and they're like, just the oohs and the ahs. But she's literally eating up every move, every um, facial expression. And like, I told her, I said, Do you want to be a wrestler? And I was like, Are you interested in that? And she said, 
I don't know. So I was like, okay, well, that's not a no. So I see, like, I'm, I like to future cast. And for you, I am future casting an entire uh, run of people like WCWF, big up in you, putting money together and putting money together for scholarships for your kids to go to wrestling schools. I, I'm just throwing that out there for the future. Yeah, I've had some people reach out um, and I've called, but the kids are just so young. They're like 11 and 12. So, yeah. but I want to, like, I want to take them. There's some schools in Jersey. Uh, a guy reached out to me. He was like, you know, we can at least let your kids come by and like uh, see what the ring feels like, you know, get on the turnbuckles. They can't do moves, but they'll get an opportunity to experience it. So I was like, yeah, like I talked to my principal. He was like, definitely. And like I took the kids to Madison Square Garden, so like that was, wow, that was that experience alone. It was a roller coaster because I was stressed to begin with uh, <laughs> to coordinate nine kids. I'm I'm they're bigger than me. Like I'm I'm really tiny. I'm small. So like mm-hmm. my sixth graders are bigger than I am. So it's like I'm having to manage them in public and like keeping their excitement. But it was so much fun. Like I cannot lie. They cried. They cheered. They laughed, they talked, they booed. Like everything you want from kids to experience in wrestling, they did. And I was, at one moment I had to, I paused and I was like just looking at them and I was just like, wow, like y'all really, y'all really are, like y'all like this. Like y'all really are enjoying like the way that I enjoy it. So like, yeah, it's full steam ahead with this wrestling club. Like it's something that I'm invested in. I don't know if it's because it helps me escape Mm-hmm. But that connection that I have with the kids is beautiful. Uh, well, definitely keep us posted on all things wrestling club as it grows, as it continues. And I know they're baby babies right now. But again, future casting, they can start wrestling school as young as like 16. So uh, let's uh, let's make sure we keep in touch on that one because I know that for one that would be one thing I'd be happy to donate to <laughs> be a baby going to wrestling school okay so real quick I'm gonna jump onto one more thing and then I'm gonna give time for Elliot and Sheets to ask any questions that they have but you're also a singer I was checking your stuff out it's not bad I enjoyed it and I say that to say that some of the vibe you had kind of feels like entrance music. Have you ever thought about wanted to uh, pursue doing production for wrestling? Entrance? Of course, it's something that I'm, I want to happen. I'm gonna manifest it. Like you mentioned earlier, the universe. I didn't think of it that way, but the universe has been on my side with this whole wrestling journey. Um, and so like, that's something that I really wanna manifest. If I can bridge music and wrestling together, I've done what I needed to do in this life. So that's the goal. Uh, hold on. I know you're not, you haven't been super up on AEW, but I will, I do want to put you on to, what's the name of the album, Sheet? That is a um, great, that is a great question. I forget the It was name the of Black the History Month February release. Who all, we are, I think. Yes, or, yes something very close a, to that. AEW did an entire yes. album uh, with all their, well, mo- I don't know if it's all, but most of their black wrestlers and then black producers, black singer-songwriters, 
and they did an entire album of like not just their entrance music but like wrestler music like they're telling their stories some of them rap max caster rap but like some of them actually rap or sang on their own track i know uh there's a one of the wrestlers named sunny kiss and sunny kiss sang on on their own song so i would definitely just put it in your ear to check that album out uh, it came out this past february so there definitely does seem to be uh, places where the two can can intersect, and I'm a I'm a believe in that manifestation for you, and we're just gonna we're gonna work towards that being a thing that becomes real. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yes, someone DM'd me yesterday and was like, "You should contact some guy named Mikey." Mikey Ruckus. He is yes. a he is a Virginia native, and he does all the music for AEW. Yeah, so like I was like, okay, I'm a I, I followed him. He has his DMs open, so I'm a DM him and be like, yo, what's up? I got a million monthly listeners. I have a platform. Let me do some music. Yo, slot up in his DMs. She's just sent it to me. It was who we are was the name of the album. Check it out. And I mean, I they're constantly. Mikey Ruckus is constantly putting stuff out. Um, they're doing like you know B tracks where they just have stuff online. Um, and then they're also now doing all the music for uh, Ring of Honor too. So uh, yeah. slide up, slide up in Mikey Ruckus's uh, DMs and let him know you got the music. We're definitely I just, I just going say, to get geez, him on the show. I just saw your uh, message. Yeah, Bianca's interest was the blackest thing ever, and I love it. I went to Morehouse, <laughs> uh, so I know about the HBCU experience. So like seeing that and like I showed the kids, they were all like, whoa. I was like, yeah, that was I'm gonna, I'm gonna save that to the very end of the program for me. But it it it, it was amazing. Might have been the greatest mania entrance ever. Um yeah. and I will say, so we have a list of at least two people that we have to get on this show. We just have to do it. And Mikey Ruckus, who is from Central Virginia has a lot of ties to all a lot of our friends in Central Virginia. We've been working for a while. So AEW, if you're listening, I know Mikey Ruckus, he, he would definitely come on the show. So it's got to go through AEW PR. There's a whole lot of hoops. But we will, we will get him. And I'm still holding out hope that Darius Lockhart, uh, <laughs> the revolutionary brother, comes on our show. So I'm going to basically plug Darius Lockhart every week uh as best i can and maybe maybe i'll send him a montage of me plugging different times <laughs> i want darius lockhart on the show but go ahead oh whose question is it now i'm sorry Megan. um it's up to you guys if you guys have any additional questions you can jump right yeah. in. I, had, I had one i had one go. and um victor you alluded to the response in regards to the club is getting and the response within the wrestling community of people just getting so excited about um, about what you're doing. And so there is a Bianca Belair, I'm not a Bianca Belair, a Sasha Banks tweet, right? That says, I really wish I had this club when I was growing up. So I just wanted to ask, is that the only one? I doubt it is. From the actual wrestling community, wrestlers themselves, who have you heard from or is aware that is aware that are familiar with your your club now yeah um i was shocked by sasha not gonna lie who um, wouldn't be like awesome. that was, and awesome. when i saw the kids the kids just started like clapping it was the cutest thing they were all like 
Wow. So that was cute. Um, Biggie. Um, Ricochet. Uh, unreal. 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 Um, Carmelo Hayes, but that's my dude. Um, like he's sent the kids videos. He's like sent them good luck tweets on their tests. That's my dude for real. Um, also, and, and did you know him beforehand or no? No. Uh, That's so cool. Yeah, knew of him. I, I started following him at the end of like his when he debuted NXT. Um, he's 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 pretty much the nicest person I've That's met so far. Crazy. Um, and like he wants to zoom the kids, so we're just waiting to figure out how we're gonna do that. Um, but like the kids love him. Like I've already started an agenda with the club. Like Carmelo Hayes is the next Cena. Like he's gonna be a star. So like I'm like y'all better follow him. So yeah. Um, I think we need updates on your club's like fantasy booking from time to time, so we can know like if the kids have their pulse on on what's next and what's gonna be hot. And again, once you start watching AEW, they do have an amazing uh, community outreach team that loves to do stuff with young people. So oh, um, yeah, we'll have to keep in touch, Megan. Yeah, Megan, that that actually segues great into the question I had for you, Victor. And Victor, thank you so much for telling your story on, on the show. It's this has been amazing. Um, talk about fantasy booking. Have over the weeks have you heard your kids or have you engaged with your kids like in creative meetings about like what should happen next? Like I want to see this. Are, are you hearing the kids just among each other's talking about fantasy booking? Tell me about like what thoughts you have about like having kids do stuff like writing shows and writing this, the creative writing aspect of it is something that I've always been really attached to. So I want to see like what your kids think about the creative part and have they, has that spark really caught them? It has, but they, um, so like I said, I'm teaching them what a heel is. I'm teaching mm -hmm. them what a baby face is, what a tweener is. I'm teaching them what managers are. I'm teaching them about promos. Like there's so much that the program is going to teach them like it's not just a program where hey we're gonna watch wrestling like no right. like, I want them to learn it um i haven't heard them fantasy book yet outside of like they want to see bianca and sasha again they're like we want to see that i was like yeah it probably won't happen for a minute because they're all baby faces um but no i haven't really heard them talk much about like who they want to see much as like they just want to watch it like they're at this point where it's like Kind of like rush week when you're in college you know you're just yeah. you're investing them so like they're just invested um, let me ask this let me ask this are they did any of them need the sort of iggy about this is choreographed or are there some that are still yeah. figuring out what's going on no uh these kids are very intelligent no okay. uh, they're not like us when we believe in santa like no yeah. No, they 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 so know. real to me. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> especially especially Santa. Every week. <laughs> no, they they they. A couple of them were like, "It's not real." I was like, "Don't say that." Like, I don't want to hear you say that because it is. You know, it's 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 all about mm -hmm. believing in it, and it's also knowing that they're putting in work behind it to make it look and come alive. So I was like, "Don't say that." And they're like, "Okay." And so, like, speaking of which, when Bianca got injured, they were like, "Oh my God, that was real!" I was like, "I told you." Like mistakes mm -hmm. happen, um, but even though it's choreographed to a certain extent, when you tie in the emotion, when you tie in the storyline, when you know who the characters are and what they've been through and where they're going, you suspend that belief about it not being real and you're invested in the moment. 
And so like, that's what I'm trying to get them to realize. Like you still got to learn the moves. So you still got to go to school and work on how to do that. You got to be fit. Like you got to be athletic enough to be able to perform the moves. That's real. You know what I mean? So it's like breaking it down in layman's terms for them. Cause now I don't hear it. Like, and I think that's why a lot of kids are joining um, because like they see it, they're like, okay, wait, maybe this is okay. That it's not a hundred percent like uh, NBA or football where it's like, you don't know the outcome. Like it, it's just as cool. Um, and so like, I have a, a, my phone's blowing up actually, cause I have a group chat with a couple of the kids. I cannot do, let me tell you something. I hate group chats. So I can't go chat with the entire group. It's impossible. But I have like one with like five of like my kids who I think are going to do something with wrestling. Like, like they're the ones who are like a hundred percent. They watch it every week. I don't have to tell them. They're reminding me. Like, have you seen this? Did you see that? So like they're blowing the phone up all week. Like right now, there's a debate between Becky and Bianca. Like it's still a debate. Like who's the best? And so I love it because it's like wow, they've suspended disbelief and like they now know like this is a this is a real and it's alive and it's something that we can feel and appreciate together. Hmm. Absolutely. And I think like uh, something that I, I find to be very interesting about what you're doing is not just like the creative writing and the like production aspects and even like the athletic and health aspects of it, but also um, like investing them in the emotional storylines, investing them in seeing themselves in uh, the the wrestlers, the performers, which actually is going to lead me to my next segment. And can you stick around? First off, are you good to stay with us? Oh, yeah. It's, okay, yeah. cool. Because we always put our friend over, so I wanted to make sure everybody had like your Spotify and your and your Twitter and stuff. But we'll do that in a minute. Let's jump to this next segment because this was something that. Uh, it struck me as a moment last night. I have two beautiful mixed children, two mixed boys that don't get to see uh, themselves on TV very often or haven't until recently in wrestling, um, especially not portrayed in a positive light. Black excellence is all elite. Let's talk about Ricky Stark, Powerhouse Hobbs, Swerve Strickland, and Oh, I can't remember his name now. It's in my head. And Come Keith on. Lee. Why can't there I remember Keith Lee? Ever? I don't know. He always goes out of my head. And Keith Lee. And I literally tweeted that had... last night. I was like, black excellence. We also had ref Stefan Smith, who is also a black man. So the entire, everything that was happening last night was just black and beautiful and strong. Let's talk about it, family. Please mm -hmm. and thank you. Oh, I loved it. It was the first thing I noticed. As soon as the match started, I was like, there's nothing but black excellence in the ring. This is a win. Like, as a kid, I think we only had Booker T, maybe a debuting Shelton Benjamin, sprinkles of Jazz and Jacqueline. Like, there wasn't any of that. And if they were on TV, it was for a minute. You know, like, they didn't have a full segment. And to have, I think that was the best match of the night. To be honest, it had the biggest, well, I mean, we can debate the CM Punk match, but, you know, like, it felt larger than life to see that. Like, I thought it was really cool. I was like, wow, like, the trust and the time and the energy that has had to go into creating a moment like that, you don't get that every day. It was 
beautiful. Cheats, I know you were very uh, disappointed with heel face Ricky Stark, but I mean, how did you feel watching the match? Um, I know not too long ago we had comments about AEW not being diverse enough. Like, right, right. What are so, your so, so, two thoughts. Two thoughts. The first thought is the obvious thought that this is very cool, right? I love Swerve. I love Keith Lee. Um, you know, Hobbs is growing on me. He really is growing on me as a as a worker performer. Uh, Starks is. I will tell you to me, Jay Lethal uh, is the reason. That was the first Ricky Starks match where I was like, okay, like Starks is going to change my opinion on him, and he has since uh, since that match. But the 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 Ricky Starks Jay Lethal match was amazing. So, the crowd in New Orleans, super exuberant, super happy, super pumped. Um, my my thought was, and, and I thought it was an excellent match. I thought it was an excellent match. My thought is twofold. One, this is great. It's loud. It's, you know, it's the pop. Um, it should have been the main event, is what I think. Uh, I thought, so, uh, I think... Uh, Samoa Joe following that was was not good. I thought it should have been the main event. And then there's this thing, and this is just how I think, and it's probably the way I was raised. But it's 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 when we're watching Venus and Serena in a Grand Slam, and they have to play each other in the semifinals, right? Mm-hmm. Or they have to play each other in the quarterfinals. And I'm looking at this, and I'm saying. This is all your black talent, and they're 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 and, and if given the right opportunity, right, if the seeding is right, then you can get Venus and Serena in the finals, and one of them can can win the title. Uh, I felt there was a part of me that felt like, why are they fighting each other? Because they're putting all the black talent in the ring, and they're not going, they they they're not going to put um, Swerve to go over on CM Punk. They're not going to put him to go over on John Moxley. They're not going to put him to go over on uh, uh, the American Dragon. So I'm like, th- I, there's a part of me there that was like, okay, somebody's going to go over, whether it's Keith Lee and Swerve or Ricky Starr. And, and so um, that, there, there, there was that element of it, I got to admit. But there was like, that's like, okay, they're great that they're in the ring, they're fighting. But we always talk in our group chats, we talk about the, the quotas, whether it's WWE or AEW, that only so many black people can win. And if you put a feud, you know, the the running joke already was Swerve. They made the big announcement about Swerve coming in AEW, and I think he's phenomenal. I think he's a superstar. Uh, but he comes in, and they were like, okay, he's the next black guy that's going to fight with Team Taz because you already had Dante Martin. Then you had Jay Lethal. And it's like, so all the black talent gets to fight the black talent. Way to go, AEW, right? So... There's, there's that part of me that doesn't take away from what it was, which was a phenomenal match. Doesn't take away from what it was, which was definitely black excellence with a black referee, which I do think they did on purpose. Mm-hmm. And, a, and a crowd that was on fire for Ricky Starks, which was he really deserved. So all of that to say, amazing match. I'm glad they did it. I definitely don't think that this... I, I hope they can do this, then they put... Our black talent over on some of those on some of those other folks that I mentioned. Absolutely, and I mean I think like there's 
there are missed opportunities because certain people have been in line and, and are there and just doing their thing. I think um, Top Flight could have gone over on the Bucks um, Absolutely. either of the times. And yep. it, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have it wouldn't have hurt the Bucks. Right, like it would have only, it wouldn't have hurt the Bucks because it's just the law. Like they, they're losing a red dragon all the time. <laughs> so it wouldn't have hurt them to lose, and it would. I think it would have done a lot for top flight. Um, but I don't know. I would, I would like to hope just that if, if given enough time and continuing to build the divisions out, um, that we're going to see a, a lot more opportunity. I think another one that I didn't mention, but I want to mention is like Jade is getting. I would say her run is is being treated as more important than the AEW champion women's championship right now. It's, it's not perception. It is. Jade, okay. It's not perception. Jade is the biggest thing in the in all of AEW women division by bar none. I and, agree. And, and yeah, Jade is being treated. That is being treated like the A belt now. By the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know it's interesting that you mentioned that because. I don't like I said I'm still learning AEW, but I knew like I, I I watched it for Jade, like I watched when she won that TBS title, and it was always DMD Britt Baker, Britt Baker, Britt Baker. But now she's not the champion. It's like well, the emphasis is on Jade. I mean, who gets her own section? You know, like that alone. The baddie section. section's genius. Like, genius. Like, it's, it's great marketing. Like genius. She's a superstar. Um, I definitely think that you know give her some more time with the wrestling once she gets that to a t it's game it's literally game over uh she's charismatic she's mm-hmm. athletic you know she's smart educated um the sky is the limit and like i want to introduce her to my children asap you know <laughs> it's just figuring out how because she's a little different you know uh she's not as um pg as stars. So it's like just figuring out how I want to, cause I, and I know that's probably not her choosing. I think that's just how they're marketing her. Um, but I do want them to see that type of excellence as well, because she's she's definitely dope. Yeah, Jade is. She's actually she's come leaps and bounds. So if you go back and watch uh, her premiere where she came out and teamed with Shaq against Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet, like she was just a lady that was big in the ring like she was not clean at all yet but uh in the past few months she's been training with daniel bryan like she has clearly been putting time in in the ring i mean she always looked amazing and always had the like oozes care like charisma like that lady could walk into any room and and run it right so um i think once we see and she already has she's come leaps and bounds with her wrestling um but as she continues to clean that up i think she's going to be super unstoppable when it comes to aew yeah victor you mentioned that she's really you know she's bright and intelligent she has a master's in child psychology mm-hmm. yeah so you she can tell her energy you can tell that she's educated you know, like mm-hmm. you can spot it from a mile away. And again, child psychology. I think she is right up your alley. I think when you two connect, she is. She, you know, we don't have to worry about donating. She'll be the one who puts those those kids. Yep. Jade, Jade is different in a sense that she has. I mean, we talk about it factor on this show. Jade walks in a room. It's her room, mm-hmm. and she did it. And this is there's a 
there was a moment on Thursday night before WrestleMania, the Wale Mania. I don't know if anybody follows this online. Yeah, I saw it. Jade on stage. Wale is singing, you know, rapping, doing his thing. A bunch of wrestlers are there. I'm telling you, every eye was on Jade Cargill. She is a star star. And it, 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 it's, it's, only, it's only a matter of time. She will be the biggest thing. We mentioned fantasy booking earlier. My fantasy booking is her versus Bianca. I already wrote it in the chat. Did you see it? Three yeah. years, WrestleMania. If that Cause happens. Because Megan, Megan, she's going to. MJF, MJF, and Jade are gone. They offered her a contract originally. And the, the working conditions were not suitable to her motherhood. And she oh, it'll said, no. it'll change. It's, it's definitely going to change because I think WWE is going to see the stock. You know, like That's, they didn't probably see it when she first started. You know, exactly. Like exactly, Victor. Exactly. Her stock. The key, Hayden. The key, to, the key to her going totally mainstream, unfortunately, will not be through the AEW, TBS, TNT channel. It'll be through the WWE NBC channel likely. You know what? You know what, Elliot? A mainstream star. Maybe you not. Know what, but... You know what, Elliot? It doesn't have to go through the other league. J I'm telling you now, Jade has what Hollywood is going to want to I say. I believe you. I believe and you. So I, I think that her mainstream turn would be direct Hollywood if indeed. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what league she's in. I think she goes Hollywood if. If they can figure it out, if movie producers and those guys can figure it out working with AEW, it'll happen at AEW. If they can figure it out with WWE, it'll happen there. They're going to figure it out. She, I think that she, and I think for, for what it's worth, I think Bianca Belair as well, Montez Ford as well. They will figure out how to get them on television, and that's the track that, that does the crossover appeal, right? Yeah. And we see it already with Sasha. Um, Absolutely. She's, yeah. I gave her a couple more years, unfortunately, that I think she's going to be a Hollywood darling. There already is. I'm the Mandalorian. My kids mm -hmm. talk yeah. about it all but, the time. But the, but the Mandalorian story for Sasha was they called her. Yeah, they created uh, it for her. They created it for her. And uh, is it John Favreau? John Favreau, mm -hmm. uh, the producer, um, was like, I want whatever she wants to do. We want her in the show. And I, I think I think you're going to start to see things like that with uh with jade and bianca and a, and a bunch of folks yeah all right guys we are we're running to the end of our hour but very quickly um i just want to run down because we do have an awesome weekend of wrestling from aew we have rampage on friday where we're gonna see adam so just give me give me predictions real quick I know, uh, Victor, I know you're new, but just feel it out. Whatever's in your spirit, just yell out whichever one you want to win. Um, so on Rampage, we have Adam Page versus Adam Cole for the AEW World Championship match, and it is a Texas death match. Predictions? Hangman. Page. Yeah, Page. It's got to be. If, if Cole does a low blow and wins, I'm going to be the saddest person of all time. Yeah. Okay, so we have... Is this a big 
like this isn't a big pay per view, right? It's just a regular. No, it's just Friday no, show. It's just kind of one of our like mid range kind of things, but it is a fun little special show. So Rampage comes on every Friday, and then Battle of the Belts is something they do like twice a year, where they put up three of the championships. So it's not a proper pay per view. Um, but it is a fun show that'll be on Saturday. And, and AEW has a decent reputation of changing belts on TV. That is one thing that's different. So this, yeah, exactly. if it was if it was to happen, it wouldn't be the the, the biggest shock that ever happened. I'd, I'd, hate I'd be it. I'd be shocked if Paige, if 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 Cole wins, I'd be shocked. Yeah, yeah, I would I be would. too. But a, tit- a a world title changing hands on right. Even the Friday night show is not unheard of and not not unheard of. Gotcha. Okay, so the rest rest of the show for Friday. We have Blackpool Combat Club, who I love, John Moxley, Wheeler Yuta, and Brian Danielson versus the Gun Club, including Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn's gonna be out there. Uh I think that's a pretty I can be pretty confident in saying that Blackpool Combat Club is gonna yeah, take that match. Without a, without a doubt. And then we have Ruby Soho versus Robin Renegade for the qualifier for the Owen. Ruby, yeah, squash match. I hope it's Ruby. Ruby. Yeah, it's Ruby. They do better with Ruby. Yep. Exactly. They do. They can. Yep. So then on, I agree with that too. But she is. I'm enjoying. I don't know if it's if she's enjoying it, but I'm really enjoying um, Ruby spending time with the young ladies. I know Mark, you don't watch Dark as much, but and Victor, there's way more than um, Rampage and Friday Night or Rampage and then Dynamite on Wednesday. They have Dark on Mondays, which they tape before Dynamite, and then they have Dark Rampage, which is a—I mean, Dark uh, Dark Unrestricted, which is a uh, one that they kind of program out more. It's done down at their soundstage in Orlando. Um, but Ruby has been spending a lot of time with the young talent, and I can say at least for Anna J, like she has got her in a whole different category of wrestling right now. So I'm excited. I know I wish she was in the main title picture. I wish she had like a bigger push going right now. But what she is doing with the mid and lower tier women's sections has just been phenomenal. And it's mostly been on dark. That's the YouTube program. Okay, so then for Battles of Belt on Saturday, we have the Ring of Honor World Championship match between Jonathan Gresham and Dalton Castle. What do y'all think? Gresham. I like Jonathan Gresham. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the contrarian and say Dalton Castle, mostly because I don't know much about what how they're melding ROH into AEW, but wouldn't shock me if there's a title change there. I mean, I'm gonna so I'm gonna go Dalton Castle. Sure, why not? I'll look like a genius. Uh, I'm gonna go Gresham just because I know this is the worst thing ever, and it's probably super condescending. But he's just like so little, and he like packs such a hard punch. Like I just, yeah, I love he, him. He'd hate that. He's great. <laughs> he's a, he'd hate I you. love him. <laughs> like there's something. It's like a. It's weird because I know he is a grown man. Oh, my phone died. I'm di- my phone's dying. I'm out. Jeez, oh no! Over. What? My phone is literally shutting down. All right. And she's done for. That was amazing. And scene. (laughs) That was incredible. What she was going to say was, I love him. He's a little guy. You know, I just want to see him win. Okay. I think, I think uh, they're still figuring out how to, how to mix ring of honor with AEW. And Mm -hmm. I also think uh, that right now, all the AEW talent is obviously, you know, superseding ring of honor as it is. 
So they'll have to figure out uh, Tony Khan in his dual role now as owner of both uh, AEW and Ring of Honor. He'll have to figure out how and what they want to do with the brand and what they want to do with the talent and what they want to do um, with the championships. But basically, a bunch of Ring of Honor guys are just getting squashed right now for AEW talent. So they got to figure that out. And then, like, I think he's going to have to figure out how to balance giving them all time. Like, I think that's the one critique I have of AEW is, like, there's so much talent they keep signing when you're thinking about, well, who's not getting utilized, you know? Yeah, we right. talk about we talk about that a lot. That even with two YouTube shows, two a a Monday a Wednesday show, a Friday show, they have some amazing talent, and they keep acquiring talent. So, how how much can they expand without spreading themselves too thin? Mm-hmm. And right, and they and and who gets lost, right? Who gets lost? I it it was Victor. You brought up the point, and it was mind boggling to me in retrospect when you think about it. Is that You've got such big shows uh, on, on the WWE side, and you have titles not being defended. You know what I mean? You have the U.S. Championship not being defended in on pay-per-views, and you have um, Intercontinental Championships not being defended on pay-per-views. Like some of the biggest pay-per-views in the history of the in- you know in the industry, and so and. They, you know, they come back and they're introducing more characters. They, we finally saw Veer. They introduced Veer. The, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and there and and so there's a bunch of, uh, just a lot of wrestling talent. And I do credit that, uh, for us being aware of it. A lot of that does have to do with the way that the independent circuit is starting to market itself. The way that uh, places like Ring of Honor. Uh, Impact, New Japan, obviously AEW, but the fact that it's like WWE talent and then like everyone else, right, almost seems interchangeable at, at many points, um, makes wrestling, the wrestling we're seeing now and the wrestling that your club is seeing, Victor, uh, extremely exciting, right? Because yeah. once they open that door of what's on the other side of WWE, it's not just one uh, organization or one wrestling promotion it's like all of them and they're all interchangeable and and it's a lot of uh it, it's amazing and remind victor remind me again where where are you based out of located uh brooklyn brooklyn there's yeah. there's independent wrestling within yeah. an hour within an hour and a half of you i three know day, three four days a week probably yeah i researched uh, there's one in ridgewood um got the name of the school is drawn a blank but sasha banks trained there uh, I mean, there are, there are schools, there are shows around yeah. there too. Like not just the schools I'm sure put on shows, but yeah, there's just all these, uh, there's so many Northeast wrestling promotions, um, that, you know, as, a, as your kids, uh, get more immersed in the business, mm-hmm. they'll have more opportunities to go see some independent wrestling, hopefully. And also your proximity to MSG and, and in Brooklyn, because yeah. they'll have right regular stops with WWE, they'll they'll be able to go to as much as they as, as they want. Yep. Well, awesome. on that note, we are going to do our closing closing segment. And uh, Victor, we can't um, thank you enough for thank the you. time uh, and your candor and what you're doing 
uh, with the club and what you're doing with the kids. It is truly fascinating. You will be a WCWF friend now for life. We really want you to come back anytime. Bring some kids yes. on. We would love to have them on the podcast and pick their brains and hear what they like. Um, as we finish up, we always do a segment um, called this. Get this. It's called your heel of the week. But this is a heel outside of wrestling. So it's not a wrestling heel. It is a life heel, if you will. <laughs> And so, uh, whoever your heel of the week is, um, you can let us know who it is, and uh, then we will uh, appropriately squash them. Uh, Elliot, who's your heel of the week? Before I get my heel of the week, yeah, Chief, yeah, yeah. can we give Victor a chance um, to say all of his socials? To make yeah, yeah sure no, I was, was going to do that on the end. I was, was going to we'll, do that on we'll, the end. Then we'll do that. Great. Yeah, uh, okay, on, on, the, uh, on the fly, my, my heel of the week. Oh, man, I mean, Every week, you can pick any politician, spin the politician wheel, and uh, it could be one. Um, uh, God, um, non-heel of the week, man. What's what's happened? Um, okay, not non-heel of the week. Oh my God, I'm drawing a cheats. I've never drawn a blank before. I am. Um, Do you want me to go? Because I'm please, just gonna go. Please, I'm going, please, I'm please. going. I'm going. Captain Obvious. I mean, okay, let's hear it. And, and, and Victor's in New York City. so he I knew you were going to see it. I knew you were going to see it. How can you not? How I was going to say not? it, too. I was uh, going to say that, too. And, and, and so all I will say, without going into a tangent that I can go into, is that obviously I'm praying for all the victims of the subway shooting, their families. Of course. All the folks that will be traumatized from what happened on that subway. Because mm-hmm. not only, obviously, is it, life-threatening and 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 very very serious but could i the fear of riding on a subway and having a canister of smoke um opened up in that way and then chaos ensuing i just want to send our prayers our thoughts um our well wishes get get well soon for those that were injured uh but that individual who i will not name uh is is my heel of the week and uh you know i Anytime we talk about criminal justice, what I, I, I just hope that it's obviously who, who they've apprehended. I hope that it's without a shadow of a doubt that that's the right person. Uh, and, and if that is indeed the right person based off of what that person did, prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Uh, but my prayers are with, with the folks of New York City and, the, and, and of that awful, heinous situation. Yeah, I agree with you, Cheats. That was going to be my heel. Um, the energy here is is, is, is awful. Um People are tense, um, afraid. You know, you, you just this that 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 person just created a he heightened so many emotions that we didn't need to feel as we're trying to acclimate back into what we call normal society. It was selfish. Um, so yeah, that's my heel of the week for sure. That's yeah, no doubt about it. And that thank you for that's an obvious heel of the week. I was scrolling through Twitter earlier today. And I went to somebody who I then followed, and I saw something about uh, false flag operation in New York City. Anyone who thinks that, you're the heel of the week. You know, just a complete creep. I, it sucks that there's any platform that would, that would have that sort of nonsense on there, but there's probably more people than you think who believe that. If you believe that on any level, you're an absolute heel in life. And yeah, there you go. Anyone who believes something like that is a false flag. Anyone who 
who uses throws around the flat the term false flag for something that you know that sort of horrific event you're a heel agree and and i agree 100 percent. and let's turn the page down to uh something that you would consider excellent or something that you would look forward to i've got two quick ones um there's a local show we're in richmond virginia uh our local uh, united elite wrestling is back this saturday so please 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 if you are in the richmond area independent wrestling is alive and well in richmond um so make sure you check them out uh, i'll try to post either on twitter on my facebook those types of things um when the show is but i know the show is this saturday and i'm, I'm really excited about the independent wrestling scene in richmond and what uh, united elite unite united elite wrestling's doing um, I will be remiss if I don't, because I said I was going to bring it up. Uh, so I'll be remiss if I don't bring up what I thought was the best entrance in WrestleMania, pretty much WrestleMania history. Bianca Belair, full Texas Southern, because they're they're in Jerry World, they're at, they're at AT&T Stadium, full HBCU Texas Southern marching band drum majors. They're, they're playing her theme before she comes out. They hit the music. She comes out, spinning the hair. And then, to me, the best part is the band starts playing along with the theme music. And I was, I was out. I was floored. That was a WrestleMania moment that will register, I think, not to everyone the significance of having Texas Southern there and playing along with Bianca as she walked her way to win the title. But it, to, to a group of folks, and Victor said you went to Morehouse, um, HBCUs, that culture, that is exactly what they needed and we needed if we're wrestling fans. So, excellence, Bianca Belair. Anyone else? Anyone else? you got victor uh there's so much there really is so much to choose from especially yeah now. i mean yeah but i think i won't mention bianca because i've mentioned her the entire interview she loves a lot uh i would say sasha banks winning her first win at wrestlemania as uh, it's absurd to, to, to even think that she's probably the greatest female wrestler of all time and she only has one win um so i thought that was dope that she finally got that moment and she's so happy um because you don't you never know how they feel about those things uh but she's genuinely happy so if she's happy i'm happy and the kids were happy as well so that's all that matters that's Love awesome it. that's awesome what am Elliot. i looking what am i looking forward to um there's a uh, new japan show in washington dc hey! coming up pretty soon that uh we have apparently we have secured tickets to go to wcw pod will be in the house a lot, of us, a lot of us yeah i am super hyped about that i don't know i know a lot about new japan at the same time i know nothing about new japan so and i'm kind of like excited i'm not don't think i'm gonna do too much extra research about who's i kind of even want don't want to know who's on the card i just want to kind of go there sit down with a, with a bunch of fans with with cheats with uh ty with whoever else is there and like take in something that i know very well but at the same time don't know at it all it's going to be a cool experience for me um and uh 
it'll be my first time seeing um, anything that's not WWE or WCW, as far as I know. I haven't been to an AEW show. I've never been to, it didn't go to uh, ECW back in the day. So this is something totally new for me. And I'm super excited about that. So Cheats, awesome. that was we're awesome excited. to hear. We're, that- we're, looking, we're looking forward to it, man. I think- I'm going to have pro- to come visit you guys because I'm from Georgia. So I travel all the time. Oh, oh man, yes, yeah, please. You, when you hit the look if, on that 95 now, and if you hit that 95, you're going to come right through us in Richmond. So please do, Victor. We would oh, love well. to have you. Victor, b- before you go and we end the show, like we said, we got to put our friends over. Please tell everywhere where they can find you on social media. They can find your music. They can find everything you're doing. Yes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, um, Wallflower Perry. Wallflower Perry, sorry. Sometimes my accent comes out and it messes up things. Um, and then Spotify. Uh, if you just type in Victor Perry, uh, you'll find all my music. Um, and like I said, I want to bridge the gap with wrestling and music. So perfect, perfect. And please do. He's you're an excellent follow. So you're an excellent Twitter follow. So please make sure you follow Wallflower Perry. Uh, Elliot, what's our match? What what match do we need to look at? Before we get out of here, go back and watch Black Excellence. Watch Powerhouse and Ricky oh, Starks. If you if you've seen it once, watch it twice. If you've seen it four times, watch it five times. <laughs> um, I, I I appreciated that. I knew what was going on there. I have had my concerns with how black wrestlers have been portrayed over the years. Um, I love that they're getting sort of a moment now. I hope it continues and. Um, yeah, go watch that again and then watch it a second time. It was a fantastic match. The athleticism, when when uh, Swerve jumped off Keith's chest, I mean, come on, they're awesome doing stuff. Man. There's never they're doing stuff you've never seen before. I yeah, mean, that was crazy. I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that. That was that was fire. Yeah, they're doing stuff Swerve, I have never seen before. Which Swerve is, awesome. is an absolute star. Swerve yeah. is a star. Um, and you know, one one of these days. So my fantasy booking is. Swerve and Te- I think we were in the group chat about this, but it's Swerve versus Montez Ford. Um, they are both they they're yep. both the exact same age, and it's like they, we can get this thing done. So, all right, that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. We have to end it on the three count. Uh, please, please, please make sure you follow uh, WCWF Pod on Twitter. Please subscribe to the podcast. It is on the Family Podcast Network. So it is thefamilypn.com, thefamilypn.com. Speaking of family, somebody's here. you got to go to bed. Cam Jam. Um, but please, please make sure. So on, on, with that, we'll count it out. One, two, three. Until next time, we're out of here.